Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now let's give you something to chew on. And we are back with another edition of Chew on This. Hey, dog, what's up? Teresa Duncan, it is all good because I get to hang with you. You know, just looking out at these Colorado mountains and wishing you were here, my friend. Ah, thank you very much. I would say I'm looking out at the Virginia very boring weather, but I'm not. So I wish you were here too. <laughs> you, you always have much better weather than I do. I, not so. that I would brag about that or anything, you know. Not yeah, that. yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> let's just go ahead and get traveling because it's been a while since we have it. crossed the globe. Yes. And and for longtime listeners of the podcast, you know, sometimes we like to go overseas to see what goes on in dentistry that we don't really hear about. But this we definitely haven't heard about, K-Dog, because we weren't even alive at this time. So are you well, ready? I'm ready. I'm. Let's go traveling. Okay. So we are going to speed in. Love it. Yeah. Yes. So I came across an article that the ancient Vikings had <laughs> dental pro. <laughs> That's our Viking horn. <laughs> I love it. So, so they apparently had dental problems. Oh, no. More. I mean, I can't imagine, but apparently, when you are pillaging villages, apparently you can probably have to, you have to take a knee because your teeth hurt so much, apparently. So <laughs> you guys go ahead and plunder. I need a minute. You know, yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> Sven, what's wrong? Oh, I, I just can't today. I've got a little abscess going on here. So, <laughs> so, so they had, they had issues and the title of this, along with a very nice skull, a very nice Viking skull is um, Vikings filed their teeth to cope with pain. Mm. All right. So, Kevin, I don't know if you know about nerve endings in teeth, but the nerve endings are very close to the edge of the teeth. <laughs> well, not very close, but they're pretty close. So if you are filing the edges of your teeth and you file too far, much like our TikTokers of late, yes. if you file them too much, you're actually going to hit that nerve. And some of the images where they actually were filed down a lot. Have you ever felt the urge to file your teeth? First of all, no. And second of all, if I'm having pain, I'm, you know, the, the, Hey, I'll file it down. That, that never enters my mind. It just doesn't gotta be honest. No duct taping. No, nothing like that. No, like, no. no none of that. You know, I, okay. I, I, I will leave that to a professional as it turns out. Well, I know men are in particular are, are very resourceful when it comes to going out in the garage yeah. and finding a tool to fit the job. See, in, in no. my marriage, I'm not the one with the tools. She's the one with the, <laughs> that goes, gets the tool belt on. I just sit there and go, go get them, babe. There you go. <laughs> well, that, that's not how it is Sorry. here because I don't even know what's in the dang garage. So, But I'm sure there's a file in there somewhere. And next time he disappears for a while and I hear a Viking horn, I know that's what's going on. So, um, <laughs> so, so oh, look, okay, so let me give you some facts here. So Please. actually, it, this goes back to the 10th and 12th century. B, uh, what is it? A.D. Or CE, they've changed the acronyms on us. So, oh. you know, after the starting point of zero, Kevin. So after that, so, yeah. and I, I don't this know. One. I don't know what. Yeah, terrible. Okay, so the University of Gothenburg in Sweden. I feel like that's actually like Gothenburg or something like that. I feel like I'm not saying it right. 
We may have to do we a have, live report from there one of these days just to say, yep, this is what it's called. All right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And honestly, um, we should have channeled the uh, Swedish chef for this one, too. So we could have asked him. We should have put either some Viking horns on you, Kevin, or put a chef's hat on you. Maybe we could have done um, this from Ikea. <laughs> Meet the balls. Okay. Um <laughs> And for the, for those of you that are like, now what are they talking about? If you've never been to an Ikea, they are known for their meatballs and their lingonberry jam. Unless you've had lingonberry in other, in other ways, Kevin. I don't think it comes in any other form out of the jam. I think that, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I highly recommend. I think we could do a chew on this recommendation of meatballs and lingonberry, right? Well, oh, no, wait. Now we've got to ask a serious question. Uh -oh. So you're going to mix the gravy from the meatball with the lingonberry. Do you do that or are they separate for you? I do because... not do that, but you know okay. what? I don't it, it, you yeah. never, I mean, what if you're feeling crazy? What if you're so overcome by tooth pain that you need something to take the edge off? Well, after I file my teeth down, maybe I'll try it, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but until then I keep my lingonberry and my brown gravy separately. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. During a 2005 excavation of the remains of a Christian church in Skara, Sweden, mm -hmm. uh, they found a whole bunch of bone skeletons. They contained thousands of Viking graves. Oh, God, can you imagine? That's a ton. That's um, a okay. They used radiography to take detailed images and then physically examine the teeth. So the juveniles had no evidence of dental caries, which is interesting because, well, I have a theory on that. 60% of the adult remains showed signs of tooth decay. 60%. That's probably that's probably the same as our our population, yeah, don't you think? That that actually doesn't stun me too much. I'm like, oh, well, we had a lot more in common with the Vikings than we thought. Hey. Absolutely. So they also saw traces of tooth infection and lots of them had missing teeth. I think that feels pretty normal, like what's going on today. That's pretty modern day America, probably. Yep. Yeah. In fact, I, maybe modern day America is actually worse because we have a pretty bad diet, like lots of sugar and stuff. I'd be curious. I haven't really looked for that. Need to so find a diet. Maybe it was more than meatballs <laughs> and lingonberry. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it might be lingonberry and, and herring like that. I don't know if that really appeals to me. So many of the individuals likely had tooth decay that would have been severe enough to cause pain. And there were signs of attempted dental treatments. Now, it's interesting because they have they have some images here that are just a little bit startling, I would say. Mm -hmm. So let me show you. I would like to show you a picture and maybe we can go over, you know, what exactly is so crazy on this about this story because um and i don't know how clinical you are kevin i don't know if oh, you so really cool. love looking at teeth the way i love looking at teeth but i'm going to yeah. share my screen here you see that Ooh, look at that i know so what's a, i mean this really is a testament to just how strong teeth are and that's the bone so i don't know if you can see my cursor but oh, that's yeah. the bone there but look at how much bone is missing and even here like yeah. that's a lot of sensitivity right so even after death like like of course you're gonna lose some but not a lot but look at this this one over here that's a lot of bone missing those teeth were just waving in the wind i mean Ugh. A lot of what was keeping those teeth in there were the soft tissue, the gums, which were obviously pulling away. So um, these are this is pretty bad gum disease. But look at that. Look at that line that's going across. 
that's filing. They actually seriously filed. Yeah, that's like, true. Look at that. So yeah. and so to ease their pain from infected teeth, which I don't I don't think would do it. So let me go down past the wonderful air fryer. I think they had another one. No, they didn't. Things. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, they're pretty good. So here's the here he is. Here's Sven. Hey, Sven. And uh, where's my Viking horn? <laughs> so so there's there's Sven and actually the most compliant patient just sitting there waiting for his uh, x-ray so shout right out now to Sven he's, he's wondering is this going to give me cancer that's what he's thinking right now you can tell <laughs> I, I think he's thinking does my insurance cover it but you know that's a whole different thing so alright back back to us um, so, so they had a pretty healthy diet actually from what I was reading they had a pretty healthy diet of mead because drinking water was not safe back then. And as it was in many ancient cultures, they would drink alcohol, alcoholic beverages rather than pure water because they could get sick, right? From yep. pure water. So lots of alcohol, um, which makes me wonder what the kids drank, right? Oh, I, I bet you I, they I had wine or meat or absolutely. The they, weren't, they weren't getting Yeah, like milk. a little baby wine. Yeah, a little baby wine. I mean, I, maybe that's I why they you, breastfed I, I've for heard years. That's what they do in France. That's what they do in other parts of Europe. Is that you know the kids get started early, and it's not a bad thing. It's cultural, right? Right. Well, it brings it builds a tolerance, right? From what exactly. I understand. I mean, who knows? So <laughs> I don't know. I, I have not, we're not nutritionists. We have no idea. So so lots of meat, not a lot of fresh fruit. Lots of meat, lots of carbohydrates like root vegetables and things like that. So. Carbohydrates, as we know, break down into sugar. So sugar is not great for the teeth. So I think as people ate more as they got older, then that's why the decay started to show up. That's why maybe juveniles didn't show a lot of signs of decay. But uh, very interesting that they would... Oh, there was also evidence too, and we'll of course link this in the show notes. There was evidence of them trying to fill teeth, holes mm. in the teeth with materials, which really is kind of silly because like if you have a big old hole in your tooth and it's hurting i think the natural reaction is let's get it out yeah not put so, more in you know so i'm just wondering what they stuffed it with it perhaps meatballs i mean is that so bad i mean let's be <laughs> honest i mean if, if i were a dentist that's probably what i do is i go you know i don't need layers from 3m or cur or anybody else i've got meatballs here let me help you with this the assistant, the, the, they were like, hey, Helga, can you run down to the Ikea and pick up some more meatballs? We we need some more build-up material. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So, in all seriousness, one thing I was thinking whenever you were showing those pictures and you said those are just flapping in the wind, that's got to affect the eating as well. You know, of and I, I understand herring is probably not the the hardest thing to eat, you know, but it probably limited what they could eat as well. Yeah, I think as you get older, because the the big amount of loss is going to be from the molars because more surface area, more carries, you're going to lose that. And um, so they probably had not many back teeth. And so then you've got just the front teeth Oof. to chew on and then you lose those. And so, yeah, so you're probably gumming a lot of stuff as you get older and it's got to hurt. I mean, it's definitely got to hurt, but if you're hopped up on mead, you know, does that help? I don't hey. know. Well, so, you know, if you wondered why they needed to plunder and pillage, they needed to little <laughs> focus something out in their teeth is what it boils down to. So, you know. What if they were plundering and pillaging in search of antibiotics or pain medication? 
And then they Did get give him a pass because he accidentally plundered the dental practice and didn't, you know, realize it, you know. <laughs> Spin, you took all the mushrooms. What happened? Yeah. That was supposed to be for the whole village. <laughs> and then he just sat back and you know he went and everybody was okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so Helga is the dental assistant way back yes. in Viking times. And we have we have plundered this story enough. Let me just say that. So <laughs> let's move on. I'm imagining uh Helga is a dental assistant in Viking times. And, you know, that really just means holding on to the person as somebody rips a tooth out. So Helga, Helga's job has evolved. <laughs> so let's come to modern times. Do you have any thoughts on what a modern day Helga well, would be like? Well, I'm thinking that ancient Helga probably got tired of holding people down. And maybe she got griped <laughs> at too much by the dentist for holding a guy down too hard. So she said, you know, maybe I'll go to another place and I'll hold some, another patient down over here. And maybe they'll be nicer. <laughs> You know, it was all about movement at that point, right? I, I get it. Team changes. Let's find another worth, village. I've got a village like five kilometers from me. You know, it'll take me half a day to get there, but it's worth it for me for better job security. And that's Hours where, are better. See? And that's where we have not only the same thing with the Vikings as far as tooth decay, but also the movement of team members. And, mm -hmm. you know, and so my portion of this, I'm going to throw out an article that we had on drbicuspid.com, which I hope all of you are reading as editor-in-chief. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly going to plug that every chance I get. But <laughs> uh, we ran part of Dental Post, love Dental Post and everything that they do for the industry as far as hiring goes, the fourth annual dental salary survey. So, Teresa, this was nearly 3,500 respondents, dentists, team members all across the practice. And there were certain things that they pulled out from these 3,500 individuals. And the most, the one that raised my biggest siren, shall we say, sounded the biggest one for me, was that over 50% of dental employees entered this year, 2024, they entered this year actively or passively looking at other job openings. Mm. Now, we know that team shortages, team movement is one of the biggest things that dentistry has to be focused on. You know, it's been a focus on, since the pandemic. It's going to keep being a focus. And one of the things that we know from the ADA Health Policy Institute that came out is that over uh, 30, uh, over a third of dental assistants are expected to retire in the next mm -hmm. five years. So you combine team members that are looking for where the grass is greener with the older team members that are transitioning out of their career. And it really shows just how important it is to not only build that solid culture in your practice, but also I really think, you know, one thing that I know you and I talk about all the time are those stay interviews and really making sure that you're getting to the root of a problem before it ever even crops up and becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, can you explain what a stay interview is for any new yeah. listeners? Uh, so a stay interview, you know, we, we hear all the time about exit interviews and exit interviews are when you sit down with an employee after they've already given notice, they're on their way out and you're interviewing them about what you could have done better, you know, while they were there. A lot of companies mm -hmm. do this. Exit interviews are pretty routine. But what is becoming very popular now are called stay interviews where you do that same kind of interview, except the person hasn't left yet. You're asking that person while they're still employed by you, what could they be doing better? What are their goals? What bothers them? You know, you really try to uncover anything that is really eating at them and might make them one of those 50% that's looking elsewhere because they think something's going to be better over there. 
Right. But Teresa, you and I both know we've talked to countless team members who are like, oh, I'm going to go to another practice that doesn't have drama. So I'm going to take this job over here and it's going to be great. And sure enough, they show up over there and there's drama, you know, surprise, surprise. Well, drama is under the surface. You're not going to get that during an interview. Everybody's going to be on their best behavior. Of course. Absolutely. Just like you are, just like the applicant is. The team is going to be on their best behavior. Um, That makes me so sad, that one stat that, you know, everybody's looking for another job. And to be fair, you should always be looking for what's good for you and your family. I believe that. I mean, your family is, you know, you got to provide for your family and for yourself. If you don't have a a family you're providing for, you have to take care of yourself, but usually that's keeping an eye on whether or not the industry is changing the landscape, all that kind of stuff. But, but to be actively, I mean, Mm. I bet most of them are actively looking, not, not just passively. I would bet so. I I think passively just includes like, Mm. Hey, have you heard anything? And then you don't think about it for a while, you know, but actively is pretty scary. And if you think about the people who are going to retire, so you mentioned dental assistants going to retire 30% or something, right? So in, in that, in that same survey, which I think is very important for you all to read and we talked about this in one of my most recent classes and people were shocked at the yeah. fact that not just assistants, but hygienists and office managers and insurance coordinators, because what I love is they added roles to this Good. survey. Good. All of them were, it was like all roles were 20 to 30% planning to retire in six years, 20 to yeah. 30% across the board. Yeah. That's a huge, huge workforce shift because we're not getting 20 to 30% in. Absolutely. So, you know. Yeah. And so that begs the question, like I said, we're, you know, we're losing more than we're gaining. And there Mm -hmm. are things like Smile Crew California. You know, there are other, there are initiatives out there to try to get dental team members from outside of dentistry to come in and realize what a great career this is, but it's not at the pace that we're losing people. And, And I think that we're really going to come to a tipping point in our industry where dental practices who are already short staffed are going to have to figure out is this the long-term view? Is this how it's going to be? And how do we change our schedule? How do we change how we do things? Because we may not have that extra assistant. We may not have the insurance coordinator. You know, what do we do now? And is this something that we just, we just have to pivot into this different time? It's really worrisome because when I look out in my insurance coordinator classes, there are a lot of young faces, don't get me wrong, but the ones who are coming to learn more and to really dedicate themselves come. I mean, I see a lot of the same faces, very familiar faces, but they're all my age or older. They're all my age. And, you know, I'm 52. Yeah, she's so sweet. I'm 52. I know. Very (laughs) sweet. I don't want to give my son any laughing fits when he hears me trying to pass for 30. So, (laughs) but my age is getting to the point where retirement isn't very far away. We're actually like, oh, that's not a bad thing, you know? And granted our position, we can last longer because we're not as like on our feet and all of that. But at the same time, we're getting replaced by outsourcing companies and AI. So it's really the one area that I think we're going to really struggle is dental assistance because you can't, I mean, there's no robot that can take that job. There just isn't. There isn't. And sadly, you know, we, we spent years with the dental assistant kind of being looked down upon the lowest paid mm-hmm. member, you know, all these different mm-hmm. things. And now some of those things are coming back to roost, I think a little bit as far yeah. as, well, gosh, why doesn't anybody see this as a great career? Well, think of what people are saying about it, you know, and those who are transitioning out, I will tell you, you know, I've talked to some of them who are of a certain age and they're a little bitter 
I don't know if, I, if that's the right word, but they're bitter because these young dental assistants are coming in and demanding higher wages than they were yeah. ever paid. Yeah. And they also know that the dentist, unfortunately, is in a position that he or she has to figure out, do I pay that salary or do I lose that person? And and so there's a real generational thing going on here as well between mm -hmm. those of a certain age that are, re, that are coming out as well. It's a real bitter pill to swallow. It really yeah. is. Because I remember the first time I interviewed someone for a position and they were asking for more starting out than I had made mm -hmm. starting out. And even though, you know, different position years and all that, I couldn't help but feel like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I started out at this. Why should you start out at more? And, you know, of course, as you evolve as a manager, you realize economics, time, demand, all that stuff plays into it. But there is a real visceral reaction to someone coming in and demanding more salary, getting better work benefits, because back in the day when my generation started, there was no medical benefits, 401k or all that stuff that did not yeah. exist in dentistry. I mean, and still there are many offices that don't offer it for whatever reason. No. And they're mostly struggling to attract and retain talent because you can go to Starbucks and get a full medical plan now. So, yeah. And, and, you know, it, and that's the thing is that assistants know that, you know, and, and in front office knows that, you know, mm -hmm. and now hygienists, I would say, are maybe of a little bit different breed because obviously the schooling and everything else that goes into it. But those yeah. who didn't necessarily have to complete clinical training for their position, yeah, that Starbucks down the street doesn't look so bad sometimes. Absolutely. Well, now you you said that there is some help, however, though. What is that company that you were talking about? And do you see more initiatives like that across the country? Yeah. So on my Dental Assistant Nation podcast, uh, I did a, an interview with the California Dental Association because they started right before the pandemic called Smile Crew California. And long story short, they were advertising on Spotify you know, places that you wouldn't think to advertise for dental assistants, but they were putting really? ads on there trying to get them to see what a viable industry that this is. And they would open up boot camps uh, run by the CDA. They would open up these boot camps to give them a 30,000 foot view of what dental assisting was. So that then they could at least have one foot on the ground whenever they walked into a practice to apply for a position. And yes, there mm -hmm. was still need to be training and everything else, but it wasn't like it was a complete cold call. They, they at least had okay. some knowledge of x-ray and, you know, tooth numbering and all that good stuff. Right. So, but that's one state and it's also in San Francisco. You know, it's not out in Fresno or, you know, Visalia or, you know, any of these areas that. Good Lord. Yeah. That also. San Francisco, people. really? Yeah. You know, that, that's that's the thing. It's in like two metropolitan areas, but there's so much more of just California that needs the help, let alone the other 49 states. So yeah, I would love so, it if the Colorado Dental Association, Virginia Dental Association did something like that, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's got to be something that changes. And I know that there's been, um, I mean, there's YouTube videos. Some of them are, are pretty old of like day in the life of a dental assistant. It's pretty old. I know our friend Julie Varney does a lot on TikTok and on Instagram to show what looks like sure. what it looks like as a dental assistant. I mean, she's killing it with subscribers okay. and stuff. And and I think it's very accurate that what she does. Mm -hmm. And I think she's teaching now too. And we'll so. link her account in the show notes. But I think we need people that do similar things out there as assistants, as receptionists. Like here's what it is because whatever it was two years ago is very different now. Oh, um, for sure. And I think that there's a viewpoint. I mean, you you have a course called From 
DA to PA from dental assistant to practice administrator. And I get a lot of people in my classes who are DAs and hygienists that are taking my insurance class because they want to transition to the front because their bodies are wrecked. So do you think that's, you see that happening? Yeah. And I I think, you know, whenever we talk about those stay interviews, going back to that, sometimes you're not going to be able to keep that person as a dental assistant. Because he or she is thinking about hygiene school. He or she is thinking about transitioning to the front. There's a sure. lot of other things. And so that's where those talks start happening so that you make sure you don't lose that person. You may lose that position. But yes, maybe that person transitions up to the front. Maybe that person becomes your insurance coordinator. So you're right. That DA to PA course, I don't know how many assistants I've talked to that have either transitioned to the front or that's their ultimate career goal is to get up yeah. to the front as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and there's just, it's such a, our industry is so awesome. I mean, I love it so much, but I think the business model is changing and we got to catch up as far as staffing needs and COVID really, I mean, I'm not going to say it caused all of it. I think it accelerated. Oh, it put the, the gas pedal way down on it. Absolutely. It did. For sure. For sure. Any, I'm sorry. I kind of, I kind of got started with all these stats. Was there anything no, else no. in that report? No, I, mean, I think that's the biggest one, honestly. And we'll obviously link to this in the show notes. So you can see the other things about salary, the other things about, you know, future, everything like that. But it was just a reminder to me that when you and I are out there talking to, you know, when we're at Hinman or Chicago midwinter or greater New York, wherever we are, we've got to be emphasizing this to our, our audiences because, if your practice thinks you're the only one going through something like this, I guarantee you it's, it's everybody in there. And so we've got to find a collective response. We've got to find a way as an industry to help solve these problems because every practice is either dealing with it or will. It's, mm-hmm. it's just going to happen. Well, and I'll say that it's not just the small offices too. Um, oh, sure. I talked to the groups and larger DSOs when I talked to their operations people Staffing is 100% a big problem for them. And you would think, well, you have benefits and you have flexibility and all that, and it's not enough. So even today's workforce coming in, maybe they haven't been the veterans like we are coming straight in. Their parents are telling them or their colleagues are telling them, why are you taking a job with no benefits? So they're coming out asking for more of a living wage, more benefits. And, And I just saw an article that said, that in most American cities, if you were working minimum wage and were married, the two salaries combined could not afford a one bedroom apartment in most of those cities. So we do have to do better. And I hate to say that because I love revenue cycle and I want cash flow, but we've got to take some of that money and, and throw it at staff. I think we're at this point now. And that's where, you know, the dentists who listen to this, I know they're cringing a little bit and and I get Mm -hmm. it. Trust me, because sure. the last thing you want to do is have your hygienist come in and say, you know, I need $3 more an hour or else, you know, and your yeah. assistant saying the same thing. Yeah. And we don't have time to go into all the stories. I've heard about literally a dollar an hour making a difference. But I also go back to if somebody's leaving you for a dollar more to go somewhere else, there had to be mm-hmm. something underlying under that. Mm-hmm. It's not just mm-hmm. about the money. It's yeah. about because you and I have talked to else. plenty of people who have worked at offices where they're not paid the best, but they're paid pretty decently and they stay because the atmosphere is fantastic. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, you know, and and I think it really is about, you know, there was a time whenever you had a leadership course or a business course and a dentist would roll his or her eyes because I got to do this, you know, it was almost mandated. 
And now I think it, it is almost, it, it's not even a question if you should do it. You have to be a leader. You have to ask these hard questions and you mm -hmm. have to really know what your business stands for. Make sure everybody's on that same page. You're not competing with other offices anymore. You're competing with every business in you the are. area. Absolutely. And it's tough as a small business owner myself. You are too. Your lovely bride is a small business owner. Yeah, absolutely. And you really look at every dollar going in and out and you have to make sure that it's impactful and it just doesn't change. The bigger you get, you have to make sure that your team is supported. And that's tough when your margins are already, you know, they could be better. So. Yeah. And yeah. one quick story I'll, I'll just tell, because I know an assistant up in Washington state that literally was working in the practice. The patient was a restaurant owner. The patient loved her personality, her outgoingness, everything else. The patient stole her eventually to become his hostess at the restaurant. Boo, boo. So, I mean, so you've just got to be cognizant of that is that your mm -hmm. people, you think they're outstanding. Well, guess what? You're not the only one who thinks that. And so you really yeah. have to do everything you can to make that person not only better at what they do, but also understand how great they are and that, mm -hmm. that you want them to be a part of your long-term plans for your business. Well, a little positive feedback goes a long way. Kevin, Absolutely. I appreciate you. You know what, Teresa? <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> well, with that, that's our, that's our pulling out of the, uh, pulling out of the bay uh, horn. We're, we're, we're sailing. Sea. Here we go. We're, we're setting sea, setting sail in search of more herring, sardines, or whatever the heck they ate up there. Anchovies, right? It's an, it's anchovy season. You know what? There, I, I, I wouldn't have been a good Viking. I got to be honest, because I'd be like, that's, that's fish. No, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. No, I would have been the skinniest Viking ever. It would have been, <laughs> you know, because what the skinniest once... Viking? It's a children's <laughs> book. <laughs> and like, oh look, yeah. <laughs> Helga, back off, Helga. I'm in town now. So, <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, K Dog, thank you very much today. We're going to go ahead and say goodbye. Thank you to our video listeners. And in case you didn't know and you're listening to this through regular podcasts, you, you can actually watch us on video and see all of our crazy expressions. You can watch Kevin make the Viking sound. There you go. <laughs> It's just, it's stunning. <laughs> All right, dear listeners, we really appreciate that you spend your time with us and we will see you next time. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned and don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then.